Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1056. I'm driving through some of the inner city suburbs of Melbourne right now. Another appointment. And I wonder, do you ever give any thought to where it is that you live right now and where it is that you would like to live? I was watching a movie the other day and it wasn't an awesome movie, but the one of the characters said, uh, you know, where would you like to live? Asking another one of the, the characters if you could live anywhere in the world. And, you know, they say a particular place. And he says, how come nobody ever says where they live right now? And that's very true, isn't it? We often think about, well, I'd like to live in the Maldives or I'd like to live in the Greek islands or I'd like to live in the Bahamas or wherever it is for you, New York. And I think about what, for me, I, I'm perfectly happy where I'm living right now, but I mean, you know that old saying, home is where you lay your hat. Okay, that's a very old saying. Um, and for me, that home is very much like that because it's, it's about what's in your heart, what's, uh, you know, where are your friends, where are your family, all that kind of stuff and what that means to you. I remember Dad said to me uh, when he was alive and we um, we had to go through that painful process of putting him into a home and mum had passed away and he said uh, to me uh, one time when we were standing at the front of the house looking at me he said Rob all my, all my memories are here and I said no they're not dad I said, all your memories are up here. I touched him on his, on his head. And I said, they're all up here. I said, it doesn't matter where you are. You can always tap into those memories because of what you've got in your mindset. Now, obviously he was going through dementia and some of the things he just couldn't remember anymore. Not in a way that he could verbalize anyway. And I mean, it's so true, isn't it? It doesn't matter where you are. You can harness what's in your mindset. I think about some of the happiest moments of my life uh, that I may well have been with people that are no longer in my life, whether it be my parents, whether it be partners, whatever. But I can still tap into those memories and what it meant to be to be doing those things. I, I think about those or I'll see a photo and I'll think about it or I'll see a little video now because they're on my phone and they pop up every now and then and I have um, so many photos of um, Cherie and myself and um, videos so if you're a first time listener um, Cherie's my last partner and uh, I think about uh, if it's a photo like it's just a still image and you see I remember when we were there. I remember that day. I remember that beautiful moment and thinking more broadly about the time that we had together there, um, what it meant to both of us to be there for the first time, uh, doing push-ups at Arnold's uh, Hollywood Star, uh, doing a workout at Muscle Beach in the sand, doing uh, climbing ropes and and that kind of stuff, doing a, an actual weight workout at... Uh, Muscle Beach, uh, going to Gold's Gym. 
like doing all those things and the people that you're with and just what those things mean are just so incredibly powerful. And no one can ever take that away. You may not be with the person anymore and you may want to hate someone sometimes in your life. I don't, but... um, you can still have the great memories. You can still tap into those, not lose them at all. But you can also lose them if you want to. I say, don't lose them. Keep them. Hang on to them because they're beautiful. And when it comes to living somewhere, like I'm driving through, where are we? This is Windsor. Where I am. So very exclusive, very expensive. I'm just stopped right now. Um, so I'm parked I'm in the middle of tram tracks, but that's probably a hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar Mercedes Benz right there. There's a Range Rover, uh, you know. There's a Lexus. There's an Audi. Uh, there's another Audi. Looks like this is Audi territory. What's this one here? Uh, well, that's a Mazda. Um, there's an Audi, Honda, Mercedes, tram, uh, you know, Porsches. Uh, there's a lot of Audis here obviously the flavour of the month right now. The one in front of me was an Audi too. Oh, isn't that funny how you see... See, oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to multitask. I was trying to let someone in, but they're going the wrong way. A BMW. You know, all the big brands here. Very exclusive shops. Uh, and I think, okay, could, could I see myself living here? Like I said, I could live anywhere, really. I will be successful wherever I am. But would I like to live here? Perhaps, oh, it's close to the city. You've got this nice little community feel here. Uh, but the traffic's a nightmare. Like, getting down this street here is just crazy. Um, it, I've been in this street now for 10 minutes. It could take me... I've got 18 minutes to get to my appointment. It could take me a further 10 minutes to get through this because it's kind of lunchtime and I'm the lunchtime traffic. There's a Porsche. Another BMW. Mercedes. Volkswagen, Honda, Lexus on that side, Lexus, Lexus, oh golly, Porsche, uh, that brand, I don't know what that is, um, yeah, uh, and so I don't think I would really like to be here, I don't think I'd be really happy, it's too much traffic, I like, I do like the, the open air, I do like more of the countryside, um, I like the fact that I don't have to travel too far. Um, But then I think about, you know, as the kids get older and where they perhaps choose to live. And I do think that maybe there will come a time where, let's just say, for instance, the kids said, no, they're going to work interstate or they're going to work overseas or something like that, then I possibly wouldn't stay where I am now. I maybe, I might move interstate. I might move around more. I might go and live certain parts of the year in certain states just to be different. Uh, Maybe I'll go live in Bali for a while or maybe somewhere where it's a bit safer and cleaner. Uh, But you know what I mean? Um, It's, I can see me getting to the stage where, yeah, I've got an amazing facility, an amazing house, but you can't take any of that stuff with you. And yeah, it's nice to have some of those creature comforts around you, but you know, I'm, I could be happy anyway. You just make it, you make it work. Uh, if I've got access to my phone, I've got access to my 
um, MacBook, I've got access to um, good microphone, a tripod, and a notebook, or notebooks and a series of pens. Seriously, I could be in prison and be just as happy uh, if I'm, you know, got the ability to do those things. I can do my workout in my cell. I can write. I can do all those things that really, really fill, fill me up. And so it doesn't really matter where I'm going to be. It's just obviously you can pick and choose where it is that you you would like to be. So it's interesting. I mean, we, this is what makes life, I think, so exciting uh, because you just don't know what what that next chapter is going to be, what that's going to look like. And I think that's exciting because if you knew the ending to the book, maybe you wouldn't pick up the, the book. So, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting as we... As I drive down through this area and I look at some of these shops and imagine the, the price of some of these clothes and paintings and decorations and etc etc there's a, a 24/7 gym there Royal Dalton yeah well I get I guess these businesses are happy to be getting back to um, some operation it still looks like there's a bunch that aren't very busy or they're not open at this particular time of the day but through my hometown there are so many empty shops empty factories that were once buzzing once thriving hopefully they can come back and thrive once again because they served a purpose at a point in time but obviously people's uh, shopping trends are also changing aren't they I do way more shopping online now than I've ever done before uh, because it's convenient. Um, it means that obviously I can do it safely. It also means I don't have to worry about driving and you know battling stalls and that kind of thing. I'm buying more food now um, online. It just works well. Um, so you know your traditional shop. Actually, I was talking to a client this morning about this, and he works in real estate. I love having you know good business discussions because you just never know where that next really good idea is. And he said, "Oh, do you do this?" We were talking about voicemail, and he said, oh, "Do you change your voicemail uh, every day?" And I said, "No, I don't." And he said, "Oh, you should." And he told me about his experience. I said, "Yeah, I understand that. That sounds like a good idea." But I said, "I guess we work in different fields." I said, "You're." You're working on your phone all the time. I said most of my inquiries are coming via, uh, you know, online. And if my phone rings, unless it's an international number that I know is going to be spam, there's another Audi. I, I answer the phone. So there's very few phone messages that will go uh, to my voicemail. Um, but it's a pretty good voicemail message. Give me a call sometime so you can hear it. It's pretty cool. I, I'll try not to answer so you can just hear it. Um, I always get compliments about it because it's very different to the way that most people do it. And uh, anyway, we got talking also about the, just that conversation triggered how we communicate and how our communication has changed and the sort of c- communication we expect in the future and I was talking to him about the Google Assistant. So if you go to YouTube and just search for Google Assistant hairdresser, it'll come up and they show you a a live example where uh, the Google Assistant has a a human voice 
and calls to, um, do they call or are they, I can't remember, they're either, it's either the hairdresser using it and the Google Assistant is the hairdresser, no it's not, the Google Assistant is booking a hairdresser appointment for someone. And so the person on the other end has absolutely no idea that it's the Google Assistant. And when you hear it, you really can't tell that it's uh, you know not a real person. Uh, but you just got to search for it. It's it's really quite amazing what the technology is capable of doing. And I said to him, you know, I'm waiting for the time when I would be able to use that. So I said, what I would love to do is say to the Google Assistant, say, Google Assistant, can you please call every single appointment for tomorrow or, say, two days out and confirm with the person that they are good to go for their appointment? And that would just save me a lot of time. I mean, I text and confirm and stuff, and I just think it would be an extra level of service. And so what he said to me was, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't answer, um, uh, you know, if they don't recognize the number or they don't like taking, you know, phone calls or whatever, they prefer to get a text. And I said, yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, if you don't know the number, then you're not going to do it. But obviously they know my number and so they're maybe more likely to answer it. But it then got me thinking about, I said, yeah, isn't it interesting? I said, like years and years ago, you wouldn't respond to a text. You wouldn't want a text. And what we've done is we've conditioned people over time as to how we want them to respond and to build their expectations of customer service. Because guess what? At some point in time, texts didn't exist, did they? Now I get a number a week where I'm, whether it's from a daughter, whether it's the one where I'm at today, it's to um, get a... Um, you know, just confirming it's from XYZ Dental Surgery, uh, confirming that you've got an appointment tomorrow at this time, uh, yes to confirm or no to cancel, reschedule, whatever. And uh, you just you just accept those now and you send the either the yes or the no or some of them are just for information, just for information only. But I think about, I'll say the Google Assistant, well, hang on, let's go back to the text. What I said, I'm just shaking up my protein shake, sorry. Um, what I see um, happening with text messages is that our level of customer service that we're providing is just diminishing all the time. It's just getting less and less. What we are prepared to provide to our, um, you know, our customers is just becoming less and less and less. And it's like, man, surely we can do better. We can do better than that. So I think the key is to work out, so what's that next level of communication? I mean, I used to be sending um, emails and writing blogs every week and doing that. But now I don't write blogs because no one's going to a website and reading blogs anymore. No one's doing that. They're looking at your social media and uh, or listening to podcasts and doing it that way. So that's the way that I do it. But what that's allowed is for these other areas, like my email, those old ways of communicating. I used to post out my newsletters. Um, 
Now I don't do any of that. I don't do newsletters, but I also didn't used to do social media. Now I put that stuff on social media and do it that way and create YouTube videos and that kind of thing. So the way that we communicate is constantly changing. Um, but yeah, it was a good discussion. It gets you thinking about, so what's that next level? But what, I think there's definitely an opportunity here because so many people, So just think about the last service you had and how it could have been improved. What could they have done extra to improve the level of service that you're getting? Um, that's the way I look at it. All right, I'm going to go to my appointment. I've got to eat first. I'll see you tomorrow.